Welcome to Dunzo. This is a podcast that explores hookups and breakups of famous lovers and friends, both real and fake, in all the discarded pop culture of yesteryear. I'm your host, Troy McKeady. Okay, you guys, welcome to episode, I don't know what this is, of Dunzo. It is me, Troy McGeady. And this is, I mean, we you knew that this was going to happen. Like, obviously, this was definitely going to happen. I am joined for a part two of my Ashley Simpson, I guess this is an Ashley Simpson thing that we're doing, um, yeah. with my friend, Jesse Chambly. <laughs> yeah. Yes, the Frenchman, the Frenchman, Jesse Chambly. Yeah, that's me. How are you? I am great, and Troy, we we couldn't keep our hands off of each other. Um, we we started talking about this, and we're like, you have to come back for a future episode. And then it was like, okay, it's just here. The future is now. Future nostalgia. <laughs> I know we've been talking about it nonstop, literally, like since we fucking met, pretty much. Yeah. And we, yeah, <laughs> this is huge. I mean, like, I was honestly listen. I was really excited for autobiography but then when we decided we were going to do this I was even more excited because I really love this album so I'm excited to hear your thoughts about it yeah (laughs) ditto I told you I was like I don't know I don't know where you're gonna go because we 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 stayed away from specifics in our conversation and Uh you know keep things exciting so yeah looking forward to it tell me what is your like what was your introduction to I Am Me what was it like when it came out for you like tell me all the things so I will be honest I wasn't as um I wasn't as privy to some of the drama around her and second album release like I knew obviously like what had happened on SNL but I didn't think it was a big deal mm-hmm. um my lens was through mad tv really because this was my this was my mad tv era where i was watching um clips of it a lot <clears throat> and so i knew there was a little bit of controversy i i wasn't I, I don't know if we had cable at this point or not i didn't have cable for a portion of my life and that kind of controlled media right still Same. at this portion be, at this uh, period of time because it was 2005 um I must have had cable because I feel like I was watching Degrassi, but anyway, that's a different story. Um, <laughs> I don't know if we had MTV. We probably just had VH1. Okay. Which, you know, changes the conversation. Totally. VH1 was a little less copy at that point. So I was just excited for another Ashley Simpson album. I mean, just done, done, and done. I liked the first one and I was like, all right, let's give the second one a try. Um, I remember I never heard Boyfriend on the radio, but I saw the music video. Maybe I did have MTV, now that I'm thinking about it. Anyway, all that to say, this was one of those, oh, I like this artist, I'm sticking with it, but it doesn't seem like the rest of the world is sticking with it as much as I am, which was the story of my life. Oh my God, say no, say less. That, by, by the way, you just summed up the, my entire podcast. Okay, well, I gotta go. We, we did what we needed to do. I, I'm like the, of many people in these mid early aughts. No, like for real. It's like, yeah, it was like, I, I feel like I had that moment all the time of having to realize that like I was the last person on the train, like looking around <laughs> like, oh, are we, this, we're at the station again? Oh, huh. 
It was like one of those moments. But like, I don't know, for me, I am me was like Ashley really leaning into being a pop star. Like where the first album sort of felt like this thing that just sort of happened and just so happened to be really successful. And who would have predicted that it would be so, so successful. Mm-hmm. And then this, and it was like, you know, it was like a young girl just sort of being, not pushed, but I would say like sort of guided on what she should and shouldn't be doing. I Am Me feels like Ashley fully realized. Like this is her like full WandaVision moment to me. Like this is Ashley being like, oh no, I am like a, a, a pop star. I have a voice. And also she had become this like fashion girl at this time. And I love when somebody randomly becomes like a, like becomes a fashion girl. Cause then that's a whole nother like element to your career. It's a whole different thing. Duff by Hillary Duff. <laughs> Very that. Oh yeah. Yes. No, I know exactly what you're talking about. I love that you just brought up stuff by Hillary Duff. My, I just had a that's so Raven moment. Did you see that? I like completely disconnected. I saw you. I wish <laughs> the, the readers could see you though. <laughs> to see the, to see the zoom in on your eyeball that I saw. <laughs> Also, just for you guys know that I love a tacky Zoom background. <laughs> and right now I'm leaving a club with Paris, Lindsay, and Ashley. Paris looks ravaged by alcohol and cocaine. Um, Lindsay is fresh faced and do- and like dewy and still has her ginger hair. And Ashley is just like one of the girls. Like she's hanging out. She's uh she's one of the girls for a night out. Yeah. This was Lindsay's, um, I'm still a ginger, but a dark, like, auburn ginger. Right. I really, I really liked that phase of hair for her. You almost have her exact hair color right now, by the way. <laughs> oh my gosh, thank you. So <laughs> You're, like, much. describing your own hair. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I'm, if I'm telling the truth, Lindsay Lohan is, is my hair inspiration. I went to, I went to the stylist last year. I was bored and I was like, I'm going to dye my hair. Um, but I'm not going to go blonde because that's cliche for a white gay man to go blonde. Right. And so, I, you know what? I channeled Lindsay Lohan, which is a different cliche, but not one that resonates with Gen Z. So I was fine. You know, that's actually iconic because it's like you really have to be a certain kind of person to pull off like bold red hair. And it's really good. It's a good red. Thank you so much. <laughs> <gasps> well, let's um get into the first single of this iconic, iconic album. I'm so excited to hear your thoughts on Boyfriend. Yeah. Tell me everything. <laughs> well, I wanted to um, discuss a few of the logistics before we talked about Boyfriend, though. Sure. Um, well, one, I'm a chart nerd. I like to know how things do, how they perform. Mm-hmm. Um, this album was a number one album for her. It's huge. Which, which is great. And it's funny that it was kind of considered a flop, um, but it sold like 220,000 in the first week. It's and huge. That's, that's really big. Imagine if something like that happened right now. You know what I mean? Like it yeah. would be... A- it, it happens sometimes but it would be a really big deal um so I wanted to I wanted to just talk about that that it still did really well uh regarding uh the charts um now I read a really interesting review though too okay. I also love I love critic reviews because I think that they 
I think they don't age well. I think that a critic can review something and then a year later it means something different to people. Um, yeah. And then imagine that 10 years later, right? Right. So Rolling Stone uh, gave it a uh, one and a half out of five stars. Are you? That is so petty. Oh my God. <laughs> this, is, this is the quote that really got me when I was reading through this. Uh, called the album a collection of 11 soulless tunes that fail to even qualify as guilty pleasures and said that in venturing to offer something for everyone Simpson offers nothing for anyone honestly that to me is just a real like it's like this is how we used to sort of discard women especially like young girls back in the day like that's such an unnecessary review they could have said like See, like, Blender said it was a sophomore slump, which I was like, okay, that's fine. You don't have to, it's a soulless and offers nothing for anyone because 220,000 people bought it and all of these teen girls and young gay men were clearly still loving it. Yeah, and it had big singles. Like, Boyfriend was a huge single. L-O-V-E was a big single. And it performed and charted. Like, you can't just be like, Mm -hmm. nobody likes it. Pack it up and close the books. It's like you, you're a fucking music publication. Yeah, you can acknowledge that it's not a smash hit like the first one. Yeah. It's fine. But uh, yeah, I just, that one really took me out. I was not expecting to read that. And I think the early 2000s and, sp- and like sp- specifically were really um, ruthless in what people said, uh, you know, in general, but specifically with the uh, the album reviews, they were pretty bad. They still are. I'm not. I'm not going to say that they aren't, but it's really cutting to read it now as an adult. Um, whenever I didn't really read uh, album reviews as much when I was younger, now mm-hmm. I do, especially for prior albums. For sure, yeah. Old album reviews, especially that was perfect because Rolling Stone is like the co-host of this podcast, basically. Honestly, um, yeah. Especially your Christina series. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, what would that have even been without Rolling Stone, honestly? You that just read five everything. pages of, of quotes from every Rolling Stone. <laughs> <gasps> five pages of Christina going through the drive-thru at McDonald's in a limo. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you have to tell me your thoughts on Boyfriend. Like, is this a song that, first of all, tell me, obviously I want to know, like, what you thought of it back then and everything, but, like, is it a song that holds up to you? Yeah, I think I like it more now, to be honest with you. Me too. Uh, most of all, I didn't understand what she was saying when I was younger. Um, not not even like the meaning of the song. Like I don't think she was enunciating well in the chorus. And so <laughs> I thought she was saying, I dance to your boyfriend, <laughs> which is even more scandalous if you think about it, because I, it's, I thought that this was about like a guy noticing her who was taken and her just being like, not my problem and like (laughs) which like it kind of also is uh but just not so on the nose you know what I mean um (laughs) but yeah no it holds up for me I liked it when I was younger but I didn't really get what was happening and then the context helped when I got a little bit older and also reading the lyrics (laughs) right I love that you thought it was some dancing to your point Oh my god. Uh, that's iconic. I'm dancing to your butt, man. <laughs> right. 
I can't. I can't. And, and Ashley Simpson dancing is already weird. So imagine a lot of like a lot of jiggles, yeah. a lot of wiggles. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. Little hand things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I. Okay, what about you? I love this song. I. I think it's such a strong album opener. It's such a strong first single. And I just, I, I really specifically remember this. Um, I mean, I thought the song was really catchy and stuff when it came out and I really liked it, but I mostly just remember like the visual element of this song. I remember the music video and the making the video. And this was Ashley's like introduction as a fashion girl. And I remember it being a big deal with my friends that she was wearing like, like punky, edgy, skinny jeans and stilettos. Like I remember that being like a moment Ooh, yeah. Ooh, that just unlocked something for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I remember my friends being like, "Wait a minute, you can wear stilettos with skinny jeans," and the whole our everybody's world opened up. Um, and I just thought it was really smart as far as marketing too to open the album with this like sort of tabloidy, you know, very like you know of the moment song. And e- even if the song wasn't great, which it was. But even if it wasn't, it would have been talked about because of the like the Lindsay Lohan element of the story. Like it was, it had so much free press because it driver's license or driver's license. You know what I mean? Totally, absolutely. And, and Lohan's umpteenth love triangle. <laughs> right, I know. <laughs> Seriously, and this is like, I mean, the Wilmer years. This is like when everybody wanted to be with fucking Wilmer and like everybody, if you were on the cusp of turning 18, you were with Wilmer. There's a, there's a chance that you were. <laughs> if your 18th birthday was next year, you probably had a moment with Wilmer. I'm just Oh my gosh, he's such a groomer. He's so gross, but also so annoyingly hot. I know. I'm like, why do you have to be so attractive? But like, I can't do it. I know. He's disgusting. Um yeah. And yeah, I just remembered like that 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 like tabloidy element being huge for the song. Like I was just like so locked into that story and like waiting to see how people would respond and the back and forth. And I'll never forget her like going on TRL and talking about it and being like, like it can be a song about anything, <laughs> like not like owning it. It's like, are you kidding? <laughs> He's so stupid oh my god but no it's great and the music video is really fun to revisit i just watched it this morning yeah yeah so so speaking of of this song and and knowing you now um the very beginning where she does a little um do you consider that a squeak or not okay (laughs) well obviously i wanted to talk to you about this Okay. So this is a mostly squeakless album, I will say. I know, I know. And that hurts me. There are, it's more of a like, there are a lot of groans, there are a lot of moans, <laughs> there are a lot of rasps, but there are a few squeaks. Do you know what I'm saying? I can't even collect myself. Because you know that there are a lot of moans. There's a lot of yeah, like sensual no. sounds. There's- there's a, I was gonna say um, groans for sure, and um, when I say groan though, I don't mean it always in the in the actual definition of groan. I mean it as uh, a growl and a moan together. 
you took the words right out of my mouth honestly mm-hmm. yes it's like a raspy like uh, like i haven't i actually i'm gonna cut that out uh wait how far are we in um however many minutes in troy cut that out um <laughs> but no it's not there are no like fun squeaks which hurts me but i do love those weird those weird sounds at the beginning of the song i do too they they were always something that i remembered and you know when when there's something like that in a song an element of that in a song i always want to know what happened in the studio it's it's reminiscent of you know, whenever, especially like hip hop and rap, um, whenever there's like, you know, uh, in, in the background, like, uh, like a, like a, like a woman, like, especially like in the early 2000s, um, yeah. like, were they like, okay, like Jessica, come here. And then they were like, okay, now moan into the mic. And she was like, Jessica, that, I'm sorry, that was the first name that came to mind, but I'm not talking about Jessica. Sometimes. I know. I'm whatever girl came in woman came in and they're like okay moan and she was like uh. and they're like no I need a little more feeling next time <laughs> they're like can you pinch your arm and then record the reaction into the mic go <laughs> and then they would put a bunch of weird like like studio shit over the moan to make it sound like really intense or weird <laughs> cut all of this out all of literally this. this is this whole podcast is not gonna you, you won't it won't see the light of day by the way this is yeah this is after dark you're not gonna right. it's not gonna air. yeah this is a 40 dollars patreon exclusive you have to be a, <laughs> a vip exclusive member on patreon it's a hundred dollar episode oh my gosh um but anyway uh all that to say i love i love her noise in the beginning it's iconic yeah, it's great. It's it's something only Ashley could do, and I wish that we like. I, I miss it. Um, let's talk about in another life. Yeah, I love this song. You do? Okay, tell me everything. I love this song. It reminds me of like fourteen other songs that are named in another life. Um, there's a there's a Veronica song that has a little bit of a different tone, but the same message that I really like called In Another Life. This is also um, the other thing about this album is that it is essentially Lindsay Lohan's sophomore album. They are they are the same album. I yeah. it, like they're, they're spiritual cousins. I wish that there wasn't drama between them because they could have like they could have kind of you know, Ashley was selling more records than Lindsay, even though Lindsay was more famous. So that's weird. But mm-hmm. I, um, they really could have had something here. Anyway, all that to say, uh, Lindsay Lohan has a song called um, Black Hole. And uh, it's not the same message, but I think they are, um, they are both sides of the same coin, right? It's kind totally. of opposite, but it's the same feeling that it um, evokes. That's actually, yeah, that's, this is, this is Lindsay's, I mean, this is Lindsay. I didn't really think about that, but this does sound like Lindsay's sophomore album. That's A little wild. more personal, in parentheses, raw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, In Another Life is a song that I forget I like. And then when it plays, I'm like, I don't want to listen to this. And then the chorus happens. It's so and I'm good. like, oh, bitch. Oh, I like the verses too. I just really, I like this song. It's a cliche, um, but I like it. It works for me. It's really fun to sing. It's It's got good, like, um, like a uh, call and response. You know what I mean? Yeah, very that. It's very yeah. rock hands, tongue out. 
<laughs> but like sensitive side, sensitive side of that. Yeah. Yes. It's a it's a limp wrist rock hand. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I'm gay and I'm yeah. edgy. And I love rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will tell you that I think it's it's placed and it's oddly placed on the album. I don't think it should okay. be track two. This this is, should be like um post middle of the album stride. I'm slowing down. Yeah. I'm with yeah. you. Yeah. Like showing a different side of myself. This is not a second. This is a weird song to put at the sec as number two and be like, this is what the album's gonna sound like. Cause it kind of doesn't really. Does no, it like present I, the theme of the album? Yeah. I figured like L O V E or coming back for more would have made more sense for the first part of the of the album. Yeah. Um, that's kind of all I have to say about it, to be honest with you. I don't I don't I'm gonna be honest, I don't love it. Okay. I really like it, but I get why someone wouldn't love it. it sometimes just like filler songs really hit me. You know what I mean? Gross. You know that I, I speak to that <laughs> thought. Um, again, oddly placed, beautifully broken. Three? The third song? I So I never seek this song out, mm-hmm. obviously. I, um, I don't hate it. Sometimes I play it. Most times I'll play it. Uh, half of the time I will play it. Um, but this one, this one's about SNL, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's the, give us the, give us the background expert. Oh God. Well, this is a, so this is a, I call this an, this is a trauma album, right? <laughs> this is an album about like all the things that you guys, that you watched me go through last year. Um, this is Ashley's sort of like pop punk stripped, if you will. Uh, and yeah, this song is about SNL. It's about, you know, it's like, it's a real like sticks and stones moment, you know? And like, I think even though it's not an, a song that I like would seek out at all, like I've never been like, I've got to hear Beautifully Broken before I go into work. You know what I mean? Like I, as I want to know, do you think anyone has said that? <laughs> no I really do not okay, I can't I fathom that somebody's like oh I gotta listen to Beautiful Broken real quick like someone it, hey listeners might prove us wrong though that's true and if you are listening to this and this is like your favorite song on this album or you had a moment with it I would love to hear about it because it's a good song I mean let's be re- like it's a very decent very very decent sort of like rocky ballad and um yeah that's kind of all I have to say about it, to be honest. I mean, it's, it's, a, and it's sad. It's a really sad song. Yeah, it is. It's not, it's not the, the third song on an, or third track on an album song. It didn't make any sense. It's really, really odd. And I think that that can really ruin the yeah. experience that you have with a song when it's not placed right. Like, this should be towards the end when things are, like you said, when things are slowing down. Yeah, it's... It's, yeah, that's all I really have to say about Beautifully Broken. I'm with you. This is a moment that we're, we're about to have a moment. But now, yeah, this is, if you're unaware of what's coming up next, you better, if you're listening in the car, you better grip that steering wheel. Girl, will you be my girl for life? Girl for life. <laughs> <laughs> L-O-V-E. Tell me everything. Well, this joins... An iconic lineup of songs that teach you how to spell a word. Mm. So I am 
all about that from you know from the get-go generally it's like not only if the if the title has the you know the letters the acronym um but if it actually spells out the word i'm like i'm i'm already 45 percent sold that i'm yeah um and you know i i'll i'm gonna let you launch into this because i know you have strong feelings but one thing i have to say is when she says hello it just sounds like she's trying to be british hello 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 ve hello hello <laughs> wait okay do you remember this music video did you have you ever seen this one yeah yeah what what um um oh gosh it's leaving me now they had a, like a cell phone that was like prominently featured in this yes. didn't they yes and she does like a like she like spells l-o-v-e with her fingers you know what i'm talking about yeah oh my gosh i okay so do you remember the first time you saw this i do not but i want to know if you did i actually do because of her hair hmm I remember her because of her hair, because this was like the very, very beginning. And I really honestly think, because Ashley was really spearheading hair moments at this, like from the black box dye onward with the red and the blonde, like all of the different looks, they were moments in time. Like she was giving hair magazine at the salon, fantasy tees, darling. And I remember this fucking haircut. (laughs) bleached out bob and then the front was like long on one side and the hat (laughs) right the pimp hat yeah (laughs) (laughs) this was a moment this song for me i'm gonna tell you what the song represents for me okay and i feel bold i feel comfortable saying this now this song for me represents being underage and drunk with my friends like when their parent, like somebody's parents were out of town and we like scammed ourselves into a bottle of liquor and it's the middle of the day and we're drunk and scream singing this song. Like this to me, just like, this is a scream singing teenage song. Yeah. And but so, yes, it sounds like they're having a girl's night, which is more adult than they were allowed to do. But the very opening line is so confusing to me. All my girls stand in a circle. Your hands, this is for you. I'm like, what are they doing? Is this a seance? Is this a middle school <laughs> dance? Are they at church camp? I don't know. But I just imagine all like doing that like hands overhead, like skinny white girl dance thing that, yeah. that you know, was a popular thing where they're like. <laughs> She's like, we invoke minnow. We call to the watchtowers of the East. And the <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Ashley's like singing with a bird in a cage. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> I'm done. I'm logging out. <laughs> that, that just brought so many things that I'm passionate about together. Um, <laughs> just like lesbian culture, um, witch things. <laughs> just like witch all- stuff. <laughs> I love this fucking song so much and yeah it's very i mean it's it's definitely like and ironically hollow batgirl came out the same year yeah i got a lot of comparisons to that yeah so like that's wild and yeah it was just a fun time to uh to spell out words and songs it was fun do you do you think that well okay a couple of hypothetical questions about this song Mm -hmm. because i think this song is 
should have been a smash hit because of all the elements. It was a little bit shorter, so it's it's easy to play on the radio. It would have been good for streaming now. Mm. <clears throat> so I'm just wondering, do you think it would have been a bigger hit if it were released at a different time? And or, and you'll just have to be honest with yourself here, and or it were released by a different artist. Um, so the, the first problem is that you're asking me to be honest with myself and this whole podcast, it hinges on my delusion. So that might, (laughs) that might be an issue. No, um, I definitely think, (laughs) I definitely think that it would have been a much bigger hit later, especially because Hollaback Girl was such a major pop culture moment. And like you said, the comparisons were like all over the place. I do think had this come out later, it would have been a much different story. Um, I don't know. And you're right. It, I mean, I do remember it getting radio play, but I yeah, just don't... Got more radio boyfriend um, in my part of the world. Okay. Yeah, because I remember... So in my high school, they used to play... Um, in between classes, they would play the radio, like in mm-hmm. the hallway. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just remember this song would be on all the time. Like, all like- the yeah were you like in the splits like popping it in between classes <laughs> no like fully walking to class with like in on a handstand in the were splits you, <laughs> were you wearing skinny cheese and stilettos be honest yeah. <laughs> at the moment i had a bleached out bob and the front was really long i would die to see you with that hair i'm i don't know what i would you give, kind of I, you I, kind of are honestly <laughs> <laughs> It's because of the Zoom background, everyone. That's what he... Because Paris's body is being held up behind me as she (laughs) staggers through the streets. Um, But no, yeah, I mean, this is a great... This is a great single. This is a great, like... I don't know... I mean, I think that this was like a fall album. I remember reading something about September. This would have been a good summer song. Yes. Yes, exactly. I think that there was just some timing things with this. It could have been way bigger. Mm -hmm. Um, I wonder, it didn't fit the vibe of autobiography, but I wonder if this were the single instead of La La, what would have happened with oh, autobiography? Wow. Yeah. Oh, why'd you do that? It's not the same vibe. And so it wouldn't have fit, but something like this instead of La La, a little, a little dancier, I don't know. I, I, this is where my mind is. Well, this is where my mind will be for the next probably eight years. Honestly, you just ruined my life. Um, (laughs) Okay, I'm really excited to talk about this next song. It's one of my favorites, Coming Back for More. Okay. Oh, my God. Okay. So this is, like, easily one of my favorite Ashley songs just in general of her entire career. Um, It's a huge standout moment for me. It's probably one of the most... Like, if there was, like, a number to each song of how many times I've listened to all of them, this would be really high. This week's episode is sponsored by Helix, who I am forever indebted to for correcting my lifelong struggles with sleep. I don't know about you, but I'm obsessed with sleeping through the night and falling into a deep, deep REM sleep almost immediately because you're at such a max level of comfort. I'm obsessed with little things like that. Helix is a sleep quiz that takes about two minutes to complete and matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress made just for you. Helix is very aware of the fact that it makes no sense to spend a bunch of money on a random mattress made for some random person who isn't you 
that has a totally different body type than you, it's a fool's game. With Helix, you're getting a mattress you can guarantee will be perfect for your body, and for that alone, we can't help but to worship the doll. Helix also understands that every person is unique, so they have several different mattress models to choose from. They have soft, medium, and firm mattresses, mattresses that are great for cooling you down if you sleep hot, and they have Helix Plus, which is a mattress made for the plus-size folks. I took the Helix Quiz and got matched with the Helix Plus, which I love because it's just firm enough, but not so firm that I feel like I'm sleeping in a jail. So if you're in the market for a mattress, go ahead and take the quiz, order the mattress you're matched to, and it comes right to your door, shipped for free, and you'll never need to visit a mattress store again, which in 2021 just doesn't sound like the greatest thing to do. Helix is awesome, but you do not have to take my word for it, gal friend. It was awarded the number one best overall mattress pick of 2020 by GQ and Wired Magazine. Go to helixsleep.com dunzo, take their two minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life, I promise you. They have a 10 year warranty and you get to try it out for 100 nights risk free. They'll even pick it up for you if you don't like it, but I can guarantee you will. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash dunzo. It would have been such a fun single. And I just think it's so, it's so fun to sing and it's so catchy. And I love the lyrics. I love the, the instrument, even the instrumental in the song is really fun after the breakdown when it's just the guitar. It's, it, it hits really hard for me. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I really liked this song. Um, I, I don't, I, I can't remember back whenever I had the album, um, you know, whenever it first came out. I don't remember if I sought this song out or not, but I know I never skipped it. I really liked it. It's just not one that was like front of mind for me. Totally, I get that. Yeah, it's like you forget about it almost until it happens. I think it was the placement. I think it was weird. And and the middle of this album is, I don't know how I feel about it always. Um, and so I think that it was after L-O-V-E and it was before like when the album really gets like gritty for me um, toward the end. Mm-hmm. So I... Um, I think it was too close to dancing alone, which I'll talk about how I feel in a moment, but um, it was just kind of like. Shrugging. I get it. Oh, I totally get that. And I agree with you what you said earlier. I think that this should have been, this should have been the second track. Yes. Yeah. 1000% because you come off of boyfriend and you're like, yeah, like F those girls. <laughs> I don't, I didn't, I didn't dance to your boyfriend. And then all of a sudden it's just like in another life even though I love that yeah I mean it could have at least been third I mean it's like it's wild that this and yeah this has like boyfriend vibes like that feels like it's part of the same collection (laughs) um yeah I just I don't know I don't know what it is about this song I and I love there's something about the the like bass in the background that like I love it I love it so much I wish that this song had uh I wish I would like pay for the the music video for this like I would like fund it myself it'd be very low budget right now where (laughs) she's post nose job she's got kids you're like Ashley I need I need this to be uh, a music video. Thank you. Please. Like, please, can we cut your hair into a bob again? Please. <laughs> You're like, I will pay you $165 to make this. <laughs> yeah. 
there's 75 bucks with your name written on it, gal. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I think it's really strong. I think that um, it could have been a single. If if the vibes are a little bit different in this era and, you know, she wasn't shrouded in controversy, she could have released this as the third single and... I'm going to say one of the slower songs for her fourth single, but I'm not going to say which one. Okay. All right. Did you see my eyes just now? <laughs> Again, mm-hmm. rats are raven eyes. Got to throw it out there and I got I to gotta tease you. Gotta tease you. Okay. Can we talk about Dancing Alone, please? Yeah. For the love of everything holy in this world. Can we talk about strong- the strongest? Oh, okay, go. I want to hear. This is my favorite Ashley Simpson song. <laughs> what do you think about that i need you, <laughs> i need you to walk me through that um i i don't i don't want to like yuck someone's yum um but this is an interesting choice for me so like the rationale okay so um let me just start by saying that i'm pretty sure dancing alone has been on every like random music play playlist i've made since 2005 um it is I like it's just a major standout moment for me and it gives me there so this album has some 80s moments some Mm -hmm. 80s kind of like promy moments and this gives me very like if Carly Rae Jepsen had like a pop punk moment it's just got good like 80s synth it's dancey it's catchy I love the way her voice sounds in it and I also love sad girl pop. I oh, well, yeah, that makes sense. Same. <laughs> like even just the title dancing alone and like her just repeating over and over that she's dancing by herself. Like it's just I it's I I I, I couldn't have dreamt a better song, honestly. Um and I just love the lyrics. I wrote some of them down. Okay. Uh I love so here I am looking pretty for you. It's just so 80s. They come and go, but no one else here will do. So I'm dancing alone, dreaming solo, because your love is the one worth waiting for. It's just like heaven. Like, it almost gives me Blondie vibes. Um, it's giving me more like Molly Ringwald if she were um, choosing a, a song to walk to her locker to. Oh, oh goosebumps. <laughs> um... So this is a song where it comes on because I'm listening to the rest of the album and it takes me a second to like warm up and get into it. Even though I really like, um, it's Friday night. I feel all right. (laughs) And the song says that I'm like, I've heard this 50 times and I like it every time. Um, But I feel like the, the tone changes a little bit because she's like, nothing's going to hold me back. I'm doing fine um it's my life nobody's gonna bring me down blah 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 blah. and then she's like I'm dancing alone I'm looking pretty for you I'm like what do you want Ashley (laughs) what do you want this song to be because I'm I'm confused I like it but it sounds like two songs that she'd written like parts to were like smushed together yeah I totally get that it's like are you sad or happy are you sad or independent gal which one is it yeah but I do like when she says I'm so hot. I'm so hot. I'm so hot. (laughs) Oh, okay. All right. Let's actually lean into that for a second, because that's a good example of a good moan, 
a good mm. groany moment where she, it's not a squeak, but she's like a, a sensual, like, do you know what I mean? I think, I think there was squeak adjacent here though. Yeah, this is probably the closest we get to a real good, a good solid squeak for sure. That is one of my, that's my favorite part of the song though. In the background when the synth is really loud and it's like, oh God, so I'm going to listen to it as soon as we're done recording. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I love that part because I'm also like, I don't get it. I don't get how this fits into this song, but it's fun. (laughs) This is a Frankenstein song. I'm sorry. I like it. I don't dislike it at all, but this is like Dr. Frankenstein was like, yeah. If Dr. Frankenstein was shanks or whatever his name is <laughs> yeah. no you're right though it is it's a it's a bunch of different songs mashed up and i don't necessarily well maybe i don't know i was gonna say i don't know if it fits with the rest of the theme of the album but the album does have like there are a lot of random 80s moments which i wish that the whole album was just that like i wish that this was just her emotion because yeah. it wants to go there but it doesn't always go there and it's like it kind of veers off sometimes and goes into like a weird rock element, but like it wants to be an eighties album. Yeah. It, it, um, this is an identity crisis album. You called it a trauma album. I think that there were inconsistencies, um, but I don't think it's bad. I don't think, I don't think it's as strong sonically and as uh, autobiography, Mm -hmm. but I think that there are some great moments on here that, didn't deserve to be just like fully crapped on it's like honestly i know that i say this every time i talk about her but it's just so insane to think about what her whole career would have been like had that one like second moment i know insignificant moment not happen and it just meant so much to people like it was so it like really affected people in a way that was like girl what are you going through like it's not that deep yeah i don't it makes no sense to me that how finny people's careers are, but others, oh, I'm going to get canceled. Um, but like Ariana Grande can kind of do whatever she wants at this point, And she's still going to do well. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But there are so many other artists where they like have one mistake and like fully canceled. Like the world was ready to just be done with Britney Spears, like fully. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, she has personal struggles? Like, no. Yeah. And then she out with this groundbreaking album that literally changed the face of pop music and no one knew that it was about to do that. And then it did. And so people were like, oh, okay, like, whatever. Like, she's fine, I guess. Yeah. And then she had, like another hit album after that, right? Like an actual commercial hit album. Um, but then Ashley was just like... <laughs> I mean, it's not like not like Ashley's like a top tier like pop artist that is like changing the game or anything, but like right. she did good fun things. She had a niche that she worked with. She had an angle that she worked with, you mm-hmm. know, and my sister and I have my own sound and she really does. Like Jessica Simpson and Ashley Simpson do not have the same sound. Right. And so it, like she got a she got an unfair deal. Yeah, and I think that, like, looking back now, because we're obviously much wiser now, it's, like, people used to make fun of her for not wanting to be, like, hypersexual and, like, a classic pop girl. And Mm -hmm. it's, like, 
well looking back it's like well because she saw what it did to her like it ravaged her sister like it tore yeah. her sister to shreds and it's actually i mean obviously she had her dad to thank for being able to just kind of do whatever she wanted you know but it's also wild that she as a teenager had enough like like wherewithal to be like no i'm, I'm not gonna try and pretend to be britney spears like I'm yeah. not because a girl in her position it's like what else would you do you know and also could you imagine Ashley Simpson with like her voice and her personality trying to be <laughs> like a Britney or Christina no like literally being like a Willa Ford because you know she'd be one of the c-tier girls <laughs> oh no you know you know that's true she would be like a like a fucking she'd be like on a mall tour with Samantha Mumba I was just thinking, Samantha, I'm not joking. I cannot believe you just said that. That <laughs> album's a bop, though. Don't get me started. We'll have our Samantha Mumba moment. It's it's okay. due. I bring her up so much on this podcast. I that I listened to that album a lot because I'm just a quick story. I uh, checked it out from my local library, the CD, and <laughs> I um, ripped it to my computer and uh-huh. then. I just like had it and so I was like well I have this so I'm gonna is that illegal I don't know anyway <laughs> I just like I love that you slid the Samantha Mumba CD across the counter at your local library <laughs> and the library was like what yeah. I was like <laughs> I'm anxious to hear your thoughts on burning up there are moments that I like of this song um but i don't need to hear her go uh, 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 uh. i don't i don't need it i'm sorry it's so weird i just like they gotten rid of this track i hate when i tell you i hate this song like it is one of, you know when like after many many years of skipping a song it's almost like your body instinctively knows. Like you get this weird, like, oh, I don't listen to this song. I never listen to it. Like I skip it. I can't, I listened to this song today all the way through, probably for the first time in at least, I'd say probably 10 years. Um, I also had deleted it from my track listing. So I had to download it again so that I could be fair to this episode. Um, it's a, It's a weird... 70s porn funk moment so I like to torture myself and sometimes when I revisit albums like I make myself listen to them like in in full mm-hmm. unless it's totally atrocious and I can't do it um this isn't totally atrocious to me because I have my terrible taste sometimes <laughs> um but this is this is not it like this is like a um this is a I'm horny but I'm not gonna sleep with you song that we didn't need from her because we already got that like she wasn't trying to like portray this back and forth she was just like singing whatever and being angsty um but to say goodnight the time's not right so say goodnight before I die and then she's like I'm burning up for you like it's like it's just so Sometimes it honestly feels like a parody. Like it yeah. feels like an SNL, like porn song, even down to the like. I really, the Seinfeld theme. Um, I really like the um, 
I really like the music though. I feel like if there if there were different lyrics on top of the on top of the track, it would have been fine because I feel like the like the the funk is like fun. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but uh, I didn't need anything else. No. <laughs> um, yeah, actually, you know what? I wrote that in my notes, and I I said I can admit that there are fun elements to this song. The background music is pretty cool. Um, yeah, it's like you know, once you get through like the first two and a half minutes of the song, then you're kind of like, huh, huh, but then it's like over. And and then she sings the chorus again and again, where she's just like, oh. Hey. Like, I don't need it. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. It's it's a skip for me. Actually, it's a full delete for me, let's be honest. Um, let's talk about Catch Me When I Fall. <gasps> you love this song. New York's hottest nightclub is Catch Me When I Fall. <laughs> the reason I said that is because I put my hands together as if in prayer. Um, but I... I love this song. I love an Ashley Simpson piano moment. I feel like she is made for a smoky, just like party with like rich white people where they're just like sitting on the piano and like drinking too much while the kids are upstairs. And <laughs> yeah. the nanny's watching them while the like the parents are getting just obliterated in the the 30s or something. You know what I mean? Like totally she that's this is where she thrives yeah this is this is a really this is a standout moment for me it's very like I don't know it's just it's really good another trauma song this one I think is a more direct response to SNL and I remember you know a lot of people don't talk about the fact that she actually went back on SNL I don't I don't remember it and I tried to find if you can send me a video, I tried to find a video of her performing the second time on SNL, and it was nearly impossible to find, unless I'm just terrible at the internet. Um, yeah, I'll try. I'll go see if I can find it for you. It's probably on, like, Daily Motion or something. Um, <laughs> I don't want to, I'm going to cut that out. Um, <laughs> um, but no, it's, it's really, really good, and when she was on Watch What Happens Live recently, she talked, she didn't talk about the song directly, but she did bring it up. Yep. And Andy, because Andy asked, like, would you ever go back on SNL? And she was like, I did. And she did actually it. fucking killed this performance. She was, to... if, if, if memory serves, I remember her being barefoot. And I remember there being a piano moment. And I remember it just being ve- very what you said. It was very, like, cigarette holder lace gloves. I mean, honestly, it was really, really good. This is a great fucking song. And you're right, yeah. it does, it lends itself to her, the, her voice. Like, this is, like, the best she sounds, really. Yeah, because I think that this was written in a way where it didn't do anything to, like, overextend her, like, pieces of me where she had to literally scream. Mm-hmm. Like, she, I don't think that, I don't think that she has, like, a super thin voice, you know what I mean? I don't think she has a super powerful voice. I think she, like... I think she can like project well, but I think so many of her songs are written in a way where she has to like pop a blood vessel to hit the note. And this one isn't, it's just like, it's tame, but it also like shows, it shows a little bit of the depth to her voice. Yeah. It gets to like, it's cool because she gets to go into those really deep sort of like brown liquor moments, you know, (laughs) it's like 
it's it's very it's very brown liquor on the rocks and you're right like that's why i never understood why they released lala as a single because it's like who the fuck can sing that more or less a girl that already has like a raspy in and yeah. out voice like in hemorrhoids like it's <laughs> <strange>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right it's true um and the lyrics are great i actually wrote down some of the lyrics of this one too because uh, this song is also, aside from being a response to SNL, it's like a response to fame and how sort of uh, empty it is. Mm-hmm. And she said, when the show is over and it's empty everywhere, it's hard to face going back alone. So I walk around the city, anything anything to clear my head. I've got nowhere to go, nowhere but home. It may seem I have everything, but everything means nothing when the ride that you've been on that you're coming off leaves you feeling lost. That's mm-hmm. profound. I'm sorry, but that's a profound statement. I also like the way that she says nowhere. She does a little, um, oh gosh, I'm so terrible at knowing actual technical musical terms, but she goes, no. Yes. Yes. And her voice is so like, raspy. riff, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is great. This is, yeah, this is a song I feel like I appreciate much more. It's like, then I'm like older. I'm sorry, Troy, is that a whiteboard behind you? And do I see written... Ashley Simpson is the queen of blue-eyed soul. That's so weird that you just snuck that in. <laughs> um, let me change my Zoom background real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Can you get a shirt that says that and wear it in public and see if people are like... <laughs> um, yes, absolutely. I actually, uh, I was looking online at like old, it was like looking at this like vintage t-shirt shop like on Instagram and they had some old Ashley tour shirts and I was like, bitch like literally don't you dare i'll pay anything (laughs) (laughs) um let's talk about i am me oh oh Oh, i live for this song this is a song that i will go to and listen to yeah i love i love whenever like (laughs) a privileged celebrity is like i'm gonna release my gritty rock song and just you know talk about how i'm authentic and (laughs) i'm like yeah i'm i am your target demographic i know exactly who i am and you know who you are and we are meeting in the middle but you don't know who you are because otherwise you wouldn't release a song like this but um I love it. I eat it up. I like pour it, pour it in a bowl. I'll lap it up like an alley cat, like in La La. <laughs> I want it. I want it all. That's that's what I have to say. So I'll see myself out. Wait, speaking of licking it up like a, like an alley cat, can we talk about the fact that I had to tell you that that song was about sex in our text? <laughs> no, you listen. Were, you were so Pollyanna. No, listen, listen. I knew that it was like about that, but I was like, is she? Is she? Just talking about how, like, oh, I want a guy. Like, I'm, I'm burning up for him. Like this you know, <laughs> song or whatever. Or just like, this is. This, I'm literally talking about the act. Yeah. Anyway, don't, don't paint me in a different light than I am. <gasps> I was like, Mister Chambly, this is. She's giving you raunch, is what she. In France, we do things <laughs> so differently. You know what I mean? um no i am me is like so i am me has one of my favorite pop tropes that i'd love to talk to you about okay 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 (laughs) um i love a pop song that's written in quotes about a relationship but it's also a thinly veiled uh message to the media oh okay 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 yep it's very britney 
Yeah, C- give me some other examples. Um, Britney's Oops album has a lot of examples of this, where it's like, like what you see is what you get is a good example of like- Exactly where my brain went. Yep. Right, where it's like, this is in quotes, a song about a boyfriend who's like, you know, doesn't let me be myself. But this is really about Britney telling the media, I can wear my, my skirts as short as I want them. I can wear my jeans as low as I want them to go. And you, ain't, you aren't gonna stop me. Um, <laughs> I love that. And this is definitely very like, you know, this is this is Ashley's like middle finger to Rolling Stone, basically, you know? Good. I hope that they heard it. <laughs> me too. I hope it's still hurting them. Yeah, it's not soulless. Okay, Rolling Stone. Yeah. Um, this is great. This is like, also, sometimes, by the way, I use my, the cord on my headphones as hair. I know. And, and you see me do that, and it's like wild that you haven't said anything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I Am Me also lends itself to Ashley's obsession with whole because she sounds like she's pretending to be Courtney Love in this song, mm-hmm. and it's great. She does a really good pop punk impression of Courtney Love. Put this on a skin. Yeah, this song is aggressive, but like as aggressive as Ashley Simpson can be, but like I'm here for it. Like I wanted to be at the rehearsals where she's just like jamming out to this and like really feeling it, like feeling like a real musician. Cause she is. I mean, like she yeah. she's a like she she writes her you know her stuff and that's that's like her musicianship everybody's musicianship is different but I just really want to like be there to like like it but also kind of make fun of her in my brain but also like get it you know what I mean that's the safe that's the that's the perfect place to be like that's where you should be you know to understand the camp but also be like but no this is some real shit but also this is ridiculous um like that Rolling Stone review said that there's no guilty pleasures and a like, song like I Am Me exists. I don't know. It's absurd. Some Lindsay fucking made them to write that. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say some old white guy wrote that. And yeah, oh, and the can we talk about the fucking end of the song? The whoa, whoa, are you kidding? And whoa. I mean, that is that's that '90s post grunge. Like it's like a softer version, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh oh that's the that's the that's the best that's the closest we get to a traditional squeak at the end uh-huh. which is, <laughs> i'm gonna make a compilation of every time you and i try to mimic ashley squeak each time thinking that'll be the moment and that'll be the whole episode did that be the teaser to this episode? It's just us going. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> um, okay. And also, by the way, I just the last thing to say about this song before we move on from it is like it's perfect right after um, Catch Me When I Fall because it's like it just wakes you up. And that song is so sort of like, woe is me, whatever. And yeah. then this one is the complete total opposite the end of the album is the most cohesive even though those songs are juxtapositioned you know Mm -hmm. um i I love the last bit of the album so much oh well then i'm excited to hear your thoughts on eyes wide open because this is like such a unique song i love this song okay tell me everything So I didn't know what it was about until I was researching for this um, pod. 
I didn't know that it was about a ghost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I really don't know a ton about, about that subject, like if why she was feeling she was haunted. Like, uh, maybe you have more insight there. But I always just liked this song because um, it just hit, you know? I had no idea what it was about ever. I didn't even right. assume it anything to be honest with you but I um it just I don't know it was like uh it, it was giving me like fly leaf you know what oh, I mean wow okay yeah so I really liked it okay well so this song actually is a really dark internet history oh okay Educate. it's really it's really it's super dark but we have to talk about it because it actually became a part of the legacy of the song. So there was an internet rumor. I don't know where it started or like how it blew up, but it became like a thing that this song was about a sexual assault. Oh gosh. Here I am. I'm like, I love this song. (laughs) (laughs) No, but like, I mean, nobody will, I mean, we'll never know if that was the case, but like it was rumored on the internet very heavily that this song was about Ashley witnessing a sexual assault in her family. And then people like alluded it to being about Papa Joe and it had all of these really dark, like teenage message board theories behind it. And it, it actually became like such a moment that Ashley had to call into TRL and explain the reason people know that this song is about a ghost is because Ashley had to call into TRL and confirm what the song was about. And they How did it- This moment. Oh well, because my. they did it in this very sort of like, you know, and Ashley, hey, by the way, there's this other really cool track on your album called Eyes Wide Open. Well, what's that one about? And she had to be like, oh, it's about a ghost in my house. You know what I mean? They tried to like put a bow on it and really make it, you know, make it nice. But it was like, the internet had created this theory that this song was about Joe being a creep. And yeah, it's just, it's it, that like, I hadn't thought about that until today. And I was like, holy fuck. I remember waiting with bated breath for Ashley's call into TRL to confirm the truth about Eyes Wide Open. Now that I'm reading the lyrics, I don't know what to believe anymore. Yeah, you read the lyrics and then you're like, oh, okay, well, I can understand how people would have thought that this was, like, um, dark, dark-sided. Yeah, Ooh, but I'm also, like, this also is kind of, like, she sees a ghost. <laughs> yeah, know. well, I guess I just feel like why would, like, it would be so weird for Joe Simpson to push this song even being on the album if it was a okay. thinly veiled song about Joe, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I hear this you. is all his creation. Um, I don't know, it's, it's weird. Um, now that I'm reading the lyrics, I, I mean, I've listened to the song plenty of times over the years, but now that I'm reading the lyrics, I'm, I'm, I'm remembering what I thought it was about earlier. I know I said I didn't think it was about anything, but mm-hmm. remember that I could hear her breathing. No one believed me. It felt like an out-of-body experience is what she was talking about. I, I also was um, a little nerd, and in middle school, I was, like, reading books about, like, astral projections. So that's probably what I was thinking of, um, where she was, like, experiencing something but out of her own body so she was watching it happen Um, right the subject matter I don't know but um that is that's where my mind went and it was just a little ambiguous yeah and she's sort of having this like almost sort of passive aggressive relationship with this weird moment that happened 
where like nobody believes that she had it and also the per like and then I can understand where it would have like a ghosty element because it fe- like she's singing about basically being taunted this is her spooky song yeah it is her spooky song and it's a good it's a good theatrical pops I mean it's so it's such a theatrical song it almost gives me like I don't know like wind machine curtains blowing like I just I can see the visual element of this song in my head and it's just so it's so theatrical and like over the top but like in the best way it's so good yeah yeah no I agree with you I am I am getting sucked up in in people's thoughts on the internet right I now. know. I'm sorry I introduced you to a dark-sided thing. I'm, I'm closing this out. I'm closing this out. No, okay. no, no. I'm, that, not to get deep here, but um, this is fun and lighthearted. This, you know, this pod and everything that you do. But the people, if they do not feel like they have a voice to say what they need to say through right. traditional, you know, outlets there. And she's an artist. She's going to write a song. And if if she is saying what people theorize that she's saying, we have to respect that, you know? Yeah. But until we hear from her, we don't know. So I'm going to jam out to it and disassociate um, because I really like the song. <laughs> yeah. And either way, it's incredible. I mean, I think it's one of the most well-written songs of her career, like, because it really sent, it takes you on this like journey. Like it like really sets a tone and a mood and, I don't know. It's good. It's a really good end of the album track too. Like, yeah. It feels like it where it's where it should be. And there's something about a song that gives you a clear visual. Like mm-hmm. I can, I can just imagine, I always imagined Ashley like laying down and her eyes were open. Like mm-hmm. that is just where my brain went. But I, um, my brain, I'm remembering now my brain had her like um, in white it was kind of like icy. She was in. She was in like an icy cave. Okay, that's where my that's where my um, brain always was. And then the next song was kind of a continuation of that visual for me. Okay, I I'm just gonna tell you right off the bat, I'm obsessed with this song. So be gentle and be delicate and be really respectful of my feelings when it comes to say goodbye. Well, you have nothing to worry about because it's probably one of my favorite Ashley songs. Oh my God, Chambly. Oh, I love this fucking song so much. I listen to it a lot. Like, I like honestly, when I'm listening to this album, I never don't listen to Say Goodbye. I love it oh, so much. Thanks. And sometimes I'm just like, I just want to hear Say Goodbye. Same. Um, I do this thing where, so obviously like I am, you know, your level of of obscurity in pop music um and so what i like to do is sometimes i'll play uh, a deep cut of a pop song uh, of a pop you know uh, girlie's discography and make my boyfriend listen to it and be like who do you think this is <laughs> that's so good <laughs> so bad I, and we were on a road trip one time and i played this song and he was like this is really good and i was like and I was like, I'm going to shatter your preconceived notions. And I told him it was Ashley. And he was like, oh. That's a fun, you should re- record yourself doing that for TikTok. 
<laughs> right? You should oh, turn that into like a thing. Like, who do you think I can't is this? Exploit him though. Like, I'm already exploiting him. The fact that I said this. Uh, so this will this will be the one and only time that I speak about this. Okay. For the sake of my. Re- I respect your privacy. Um, no, this is also very. This is extremely Carly Rae Jepsen to me. This is like, like two of my favorite songs from the Emotion album are "All That" and "Warm Blood." Ah. Mm. And this is like, I mean, this could be on that album. It is just melodically, it's so catchy. It kind of, it has the same melody as Michael Jackson's Human Nature. It's just so, it's so. Right? Like almost exactly the same. Um, And yeah, you know, I'm just, I'm a sucker for the end of an, an end of album track. I always love this is a strong one yeah this is a, such an underrated song and yeah it's it's sad 80s vibes this is also very john hughes like it's real this is very 16 candles yeah and this is another one that i think is good for her voice mm-hmm. i think the there's nothing complicated about the lyricism mm-hmm. but simple doesn't mean bad And I think that this is a really good example of simple and, you know, like a, it's, it's slow, but kind of mid tempo. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's one that I, I, it's easy for me to want to listen to this, even if I forget about it, um, because it's not front of mind for me. Uh, If I scroll past it or I think of Ashley and, you know, I see this album cover, like say goodbye is what I think of when I see this album. Oh my God, you are speaking my language, sir. Oh my God, it's, yeah. And it's got like a um the, like a perfect tempo drum machine in the back. Just like, it's just so, it's so 80s. And I wish that we could, I mean, I guess like there's always been kind of an 80s element to Ashley's music. Like her first album is like kind of like, it's got like blondie vibes to me. And then this is like real synthy. And the next one is like full. I mean, her next album is full on 80s, like unapologetic. And this is a song where I feel like, you know, you're, you're, let's say that you are getting your taxes done. Okay. Okay. All right. And you're in a small room with lots of other people and it's kind of tense because you're getting your taxes done. And so they like pump oxygen into the room so that you can relax a little bit. It's a little dreamier of an experience for you and taxes part, but the dreamier feeling, I don't know why that was the analogy I went with, but here we are. Um, That's the song for me. Someone just kind of like gave me a little relaxing oxygen or whatever it might be and I'm like thinking and feeling things I'm not like on a trip or anything like that but I am just in a in a uh, less inhibited state of mind no I get that it's very like head floating off your shoulders kind of like I'm lost in it like I picture I've had many moments of listening to this song and like you know like falling into like the this the cliche of like I'm listening to the soundtrack of my life on my iPod again, you know? and like being like on the train or something and like this song coming on it's just very like I don't know it's so it's so good I'm so happy that you love this song 
Yeah. Oh, so much, so much. <laughs> um, hold on. There's there's one thing that she says, um, and now that we're talking about it, I'm forgetting. Uh, oh, I think it's the way that she says. Um, is it frightened? She just like, she, oh yeah. I think she says, um, I'm not frightened uh, without mm. it, like, done. But she just fully removes the T and it's just a D, frightened. Frightened. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> I never thought about it. Uh, <laughs> that's so funny. Or that took me a while to get there, but I really had to say that. <laughs> I had to say that to you. That was worth it. Um, when I'm sad that it's the last song. I love this album so much. How do you, so this is obviously, like you said earlier, this is not, this album isn't put together as well as autobiography because that's almost, it's almost unfair, honestly, because autobiography is such a flawless album in many ways, like a flawless pop punk album. It's like just unfair. And let's just listen to Surrender, just over and over. <laughs> right, seriously. Oh my God. Well, I guess, do you have any closing thoughts on I Am Me? Um, this is an album that upon, you know, listening as an adult and really listening, not just not just listening in the way that I like to revisit the certain songs that I like, listening to the whole album, the highs are high, the lows are like really low. Mm -hmm. um, mountains and valleys. Some Absolutely. some songs did not hold up. Yeah, one thousand percent. Some of the songs are. There are no abysmally bad songs on autobiography. Like there are no songs in that album where I'm like, Ugh! like I can't well, even. You know how I feel about giving it all away. Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot. I forgot about your trauma. Um. <laughs> <laughs> But no, this this album's bad songs are like horrendous to me, but the great <laughs> songs are so great. I mean, it's still, you know, it, it features two of my all-time favorite Ashley songs, which is, which is Dancing Alone and um, and Say Goodbye. I mean, it really, you know, it's almost like one of those moments where the songs I like, I like so much that it automatically goes up to one of my, to like my favorite album, but it's like not actually my favorite album, if that makes sense. Yeah. So if you're if you're thinking about autobiography versus I am me, not considering bittersweet world, just like right now where we are in this point in her career, which if you if you could only pick one, which do you choose? Oh, that's so that's such an, uh, an aggressive question. Um, Thank you. <laughs> never felt so attacked. Um, <laughs> I mean, I guess I would have to say damn, this is really, I would have to go with autobiography, I think. Do you want to know why I'm doing autobiography? Why? I, I'm with you, autobiography. Not even because, like, Surrender is amazing and nothing new and some of those other ones that we discussed the last episode, but whenever you press play in your portable CD player like I did, I'm just like, okay, I want to listen to the full album. That, mm -hmm. I mean, that choosing it i don't know if that makes any sense to anyone listening but that's why i choose autobiography. no that is the reason to choose it because you yeah it's it's a full album playthrough with you know maybe a couple skips or maybe one but like for the most part it's an album you don't listen to autobiography and not have the intention to hear the whole album and that's 
Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. And like, that's a really, for a pop album, I think that's the goal. Like that is the whole point is like, you know, let's get them to play it the whole way through every time. I don't play I Am Me the whole way through every time. So I can't pick it. Yeah, I agree. Even though some of the bright spots are brighter at mm-hmm. times, depending upon how I'm feeling, I agree with you. And and this isn't to say that Boyfriend's opener isn't so iconic. Oh my like, God. It's neck and neck with the beginning of autobiography, but autobiography's opener is like, okay, I'm strapping in for a full album experience. And boyfriend's opener is like, oh hell yeah, this is so good. And then I'm gonna skip around. Well, are you ready for this I am or uh this uh bittersweet world tease that's gonna be happening here fairly shortly? <sighs> I texted you, remember, whenever I was like, Well, I had to listen to the full bittersweet uh world album, and I've so many thoughts. Oh my goodness. (laughs) That's going to be really interesting. Not only because, first of all, I hope that you're prepared that we're going to alienate half my listeners because that is a, (laughs) that's a niche album. I mean, you really had to like be along for the journey. You really had to be a real Ashley fan to even go that far. I'm not expecting, I mean, the fact that anyone listens to anything that I have to say is a blessing for me, and I truly do not take it for granted. I'm not joking. So if if we have to talk to 12 of your listeners, then we're going to have a party together. Yeah, I'm excited. Oh, wow. Mr. Shambly, <laughs> thank you so much for doing this with me. This was so much fun. Uh, tell people where they can find you on all your things. Yeah, well, thank you for having me back the fact that I wasn't a one-hit wonder uh, once again not taking that for granted um <laughs> so on Instagram TikTok Twitter you can find me at Cham Breezy it's a playoff the last name and Breezy is spelled with Z-E-Y at the end yes by the way Jesse's real name is not actually Shambly if you are listening to this and haven't listened to our, our first episode together uh, it's just the way that I choose to pronounce it. Mm-hmm. It is a French last name, but because of white supremacy, I know nothing about my um, ancestry. I like to sprinkle a little Cajun seasoning on your name when I say it. It needs it. I, you know, we can, that's a whole other conversation. About <laughs> but um, yes, just, just Chambliss. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mr. Chambly, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Bye guys. Thank you for listening to Dunzo. This podcast is a part of the Solid Listen Network. Please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe if you haven't already. Also be sure to check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash solidlisten for exclusive content. You can follow me on Twitter at Troy McGee, and you can follow the podcast on all forms of social media at DunzoPod. That's D-U-N-Z-O. Thank you to executive producer Molly McAleer and coordinating producer Nicole Matthew. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. 
Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.